Welcome to the Sequoia Breeze podcast, a breath of fresh air for your homeschool. I am your host, Rebecca Lasavio. Today I am joined by Elva Burlingham, one of our HSTs with Feather River. Elva is very knowledgeable about teaching kids to write and helping them to succeed at that. Elva, I'm really excited to have you join us today so that we can tackle this often tricky topic of learning to write well. Well, Rebecca, I am so happy to be here and be invited to speak about something I am passionate about because it works. I'm not passionate about something that's labor-intensive with minimal results, but this works and is an easy way to tackle a subject that is essential but difficult to teach. You've intrigued me. So let's start with, how important is it to learn to write? It is so important that I put it up there with uh, reading and math. We always say you got, a child needs to know how to read. A child needs to know math. A child needs to know how to write because there is no time, profession, or interaction where communication, clear and precise, is not advantageous to them and even essential. It seems that in our culture today, Unclear communication creates a lot of conflict, a lot of misunderstanding, and a lot of hurt feelings. It seems that today, more than ever, being able to communicate your ideas clearly might be a really essential skill. It is so important because there is no profession they're going to get into when they don't need to write. Hmm. And um, also, when do you not need to communicate clearly in, in an organized manner? There's not a relationship from work to home to marriage uh, in which you don't need to be able to organize your thoughts and communicate them clearly. When it comes to learning how to write paragraphs and essays, what is the biggest challenge that kids usually face? They look at some prompt or some writing assignment and they think, where do I start? Hmm. How do I organize my thoughts? Mm -hmm. So they usually, and then they've learned so many different thought organizers that they're trying to think, well, hmm, do I use the house, the little house with the rooms? Do I use the Venn diagram? Do I use the spider diagram? Don't ever use the spider diagram, please, please, (laughs) please. And then they, so they sit and they don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. In fact, research has shown And I have a quotation in my presentation that's a PowerPoint uh, in which it is stated that kids spend most of their time trying to figure out how to organize their thoughts when they're trying to write Mm. and get frustrated and Mm -hmm. then don't do it. Mm -hmm. So they can have something really valuable to say, but if they don't have a way to put those thoughts in an orderly way, nobody ever gets to hear their valuable thoughts. Yes. And to be able to get it into a um, train of thought that goes consistently and easily understandable from beginning to end. Mm -hmm. When I first started working with home educated kids in 1999, uh, I noticed that kids were 
um, when they'd have a piece of writing, it was so disorganized that like the conclusion was up in the middle, you know, the the piece of writing went on like an amoeba in all different directions in different ways. And parents were at a loss as to know how to direct their child's writing in a way that would take them uh, very logically from a beginning to an end. Why do you think parents are so intimidated by this process? Okay, so I can identify with parents because <laughs> I'm a secondary teacher. I, I was a biology teacher. Mm-hmm. And uh, though I learned to write, I don't know how I learned that. So I, I knew this was not a good main idea sentence, but I couldn't have told someone why. Or if I did write something well, even in school and growing up, even in college, sometimes it was a mystery as to whether how I did it and whether I did it well. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's hard for parents to find some type of curriculum that's so prescripted that it tells exactly step-by-step step in an easy, understandable fashion how to help a child write, to organize their thoughts, and to write their thoughts. So parents face two main challenges, I would assume, and that is, one, that they may not feel well-equipped to explain the process and help the child figure out a way to go through that. And two, the child is feeling ill-equipped to do this task and so probably doesn't come at it with a good attitude. No, most kids hate writing. But I want to assure our listeners, um, when when I'm going to present about this curriculum that I love and am passionate <laughs> about because it works, I had classes in my home for a year. And it was every other Tuesday, and the kids would come and I'd present them with um, a topic, a, a prompt, and instruction as to how to do it. And then two weeks later, I'd collect it. Now, that wasn't the only contact I had with them because we did a lot of emailing. But I can assure you that in the beginning, when I asked how many people like to write, there was not a hand raised. But by the end, some kids actually liked writing, but all of them felt confident that they could do it. And I even have had kids who entered writing contests online and won. I've had kids write for scholarship because almost every scholarship you get, you're writing some type of essay and they've gotten scholarships. That's true. It's a really important skill that they will need to continue even just for school, even before they get to their job sites in the future. And it strikes me that part of what's overarching in your story is that those kids experience success. Yes. And that's why I'm, I'm going to chat with you a minute about this curriculum called Right Reflections because it works. I am so not into something labor-intensive or that does not produce a visible and quick result. Now, I can say this works well because I worked with a, a reluctant writer first semester and started in September. She was a fifth grader named Ruby, and I started her at a, a seven-sentence And by December, 
fi- on the fifth essay, we had a full five-paragraph essay of about 27 to 32 word, uh, sentences. Mm. So, and anyway, she did great. Mm-hmm. And I, so I know it works mm-hmm. well. And all my kids who use this do well in college. What sets this curriculum apart? What sets it apart is that it is color-coded and um, multi-sensory. So it's almost uh, self-editing when they finish an essay and they underline in the proper color. It's different because from K through 12th grade, there are only two mind maps. There's one for expository or explaining curriculum, and it's a web, and a different one for narrative, which is a chart, which is stories, and, uh, and they don't have to figure out, well, let's see, what thought organizer should I use? They just need to decide, am I explaining something or informational? I'm going to use a web. If I'm telling a story, I'm going to use a chart. And that really is a benefit to them. Hmm. So it takes away a lot of the guess. It takes away all guesswork and makes it a really simple decision process to even how to begin. How, that's right. Um, also, uh, it, it is successful for all populations of student. Uh, I actually uh, trained this curriculum with the special ed department of Kauai. And those kids out-test the regular kids in writing. Hmm. And that's special ed. Mm-hmm. You told me a really interesting story about that of when we yeah. were talking it's, before the podcast. Why don't you expand on that a little bit? I yes, thought that was a great story. It's such a great story. So a teacher in Los Angeles was using this curriculum. Her school was using Right Reflections. She, her father got cancer, and so she went to take care of him in Kauai. She got a job there as a special ed teacher. She was using this curriculum with her special ed student. Well, when they did the testing, the officials in Oahu thought she cheated because the kids did so well. So they all flew out to Kauai to watch her teach this curriculum. As a result, the um, island of Kauai special ed bought the curriculum and the original author of this curriculum and, my, and myself went and trained them in using it. That's really fascinating. I have found this conversation to be really interesting because I actually don't have writers that struggle a lot. They are not always excited about it, but it's not super difficult for them. But there's still this you know, the slumping shoulders when it's time to write something. And the description of this from you sounds so interesting that it has me second guessing myself about my choices for next year (laughs) because I've already made decisions about what I plan to teach for writing next year. Um, but, But I also found your response to some of my questions really interesting because I I asked you like, well, why is this different than say the highly popular Institute for Excellence in Writing or IEW? Do you want to answer that yourself? Do you remember my... (laughs) So I'm so happy to answer that. Um, Right Reflections teaches the basic structure of a five paragraph essay. So it starts in kindergarten And it spirals. So kindergarten, by the end of kindergarten, they're doing three sentences. One, 
about the um, topic and two main idea. Well, then first grade starts with that, goes up to, I think it has, it adds some detail to those main ideas. And by second grade, they're having the three main ideas and details under that. And then by third grade, they've added introduction conclusion. So it all spirals and it, and it um, builds one thing at a time. And IEW teaches how to make a good sentence, how to make a good, how to perfect it. But with right reflections by third grade, they're writing a five-paragraph essay that is focused, Mm -hmm. that addresses the prompt and is focused from beginning to end. So at first, it's very prescripted. Mm -hmm. That's the advantage to parents. When you use the curriculum, it comes as a download, and you click on week one. It prints out your script and the worksheets for the student. Mm -hmm. So it tells exactly what each sentence should include, Mm -hmm. what it should be. Mm -hmm. And the kids write that sentence. They do their web. It's colored. Mm -hmm. They write that sentence, check it off, underline it in the color. They go to the next sentence. So two weeks ago, I worked with a family that had a junior higher and a high schooler and hadn't been writing, and we wrote a nice five-paragraph essay in an hour and 15 minutes as we organized it and wrote it. And I think something that works that well. You used an analogy of um, some people might be afraid that it's too cookie cutter or too much of a a skeleton. It's all the same. And your answer was, well, all skeletons do look pretty much the same until you put their skin on them and get them a voice. (laughs) That's right. And kids with this, once they, they understand the structure, their voice comes in. And uh, for example, with little Ruby, when I write a prompt, I write the first sentence so that they can use it as their first sentence. Well, by the third essay, she wasn't using mine. She was coming up with her own, and her own little voice is in mm-hmm. that. And you can analogize it to the fact that that story about how elementary kids, if you put them in a schoolyard with no fence, they all stay in the middle. But if you give them the parameter, they play all the way out to the fence. Once a kid gets this, then they feel free mm-hmm. to just... Mm-hmm. You know, use their voice, and and mm-hmm. most kids have a lot to say. They just don't know how to do it in an organized way. So you would see right reflections as a really great starting place for a kid, whether they're at the beginning of their school career or almost to the end of it, and have not mastered the skill for whatever reason. This for you is a really great starting place for them. It it is wonderful because. Um, it's going to teach them this structure, whether you're starting. I mean, I, the best is start in kindergarten. Mm. And then they get, like, I had a first grader. Oh, you're not going to believe this because <laughs> I had a hard time. But uh, a little first grader, now she's starting kindergarten. But first grade, she had older siblings, so she was watching them. Because here's the other advantage. Just let me give a little aside to this. So you have kids in four grades. You can use the same prompt, but just make what is required in the web different for each. Mm -hmm. As they get older, they are required to 
add more detail or elaborate on the detail, and the younger ones don't have to. Well, this little gal really understood this structure early on, and in first grade, I went to see her little piece of writing, and she had written a five-paragraph essay in first grade. I was like, what? <laughs> I, was, I was shocked, and it hasn't, you know, I, I had, that was the first time, let's just right. put it that way, that happened, but she got it. Mm-hmm. And then she just had a lot to say. And at that age, and even older, when you're teaching someone to write, and I always have them dictate to me and I type it. Mm. I don't want them to lose their train of thought trying to think of the word or the spelling. Mm-hmm. I let them dictate it. We, we do the web together, make sure it's mm-hmm. good. And then, okay, tell me what to say here. Tell me what to say next. And then I keep reading it back to them. Is that what you want it to sound like? So at that age, figuring out how to put thoughts together and how to organize those thoughts is more important than trying to match this big job of organizing thoughts with this, um, the more micro job of learning to form a P or a B or... (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Because you're teaching that structure. Also, I want to say at any age... When they turn in a piece to me, or when it's a completed piece and it's colored and Mm -hmm. whatever, I never write on it, Mm. ever. Mm. I don't put any red on it. I don't correct all their spelling, do whatever. There's nothing more discouraging than getting some piece back that you worked on and it's red all over it. Mm. Okay, so I don't correct their spelling or uh, unless it's words that are part of what they're supposed to know for that essay. Okay. I don't correct it. Mm. And I put a sticky and I put stars and wishes. Stars, something they did great on it, and wishes. Here's something you could work on. And I you like know, that. and if you're teaching grammar, there's no better way to teach it than to include it in their writing. Mm-hmm. So you say, I want you to put Two adjectives into every sentence. Hmm. Well, you're going to see they get it when they are talking about going to their wonderful old grandparents' big, white, spacious house in the uh, far-off country, you know? (laughs) You start, I mean, it's almost like adjective overload, but you know (laughs) know they've got it. You know what it means. Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. So can anyone learn... This you've kind of answered this, but let's let's ask the very specific question: Is this curriculum limited to a certain age or a certain type of kid? It is not. I mean, I would always say start early if you can. But I've had seniors in high school. I received some as students that were seniors or in high school. I show them this. We work on it, and as soon as they get it, they get it. I love what you said about it being color-coded because immediately I thought, oh, the visual kids. And beyond that, you're taking a break from you've, you've written, but it sounds like then you take a break and you choose colors and you're thinking critically about what you've written and then doing something about it. So you're Help me out with that. Thank you. The kinesthetic, kinesthetic kids have something to do with their hands and they're linking the thoughts to what they're doing. And and this this web, you can it has eight colors. The colors go with the eight little pack of crayons. There is a prescribed color for for each 
item on that web so that we use the same vocabulary all the way up. You're not changing it every year so that when you say main idea, they don't know what you're referring to, if that's the topic or what it is. We have topic, three main ideas, details under those main ideas, and elaborations of those details. For you parents, it is self-editing and self-correcting in a sense, because when they've underlined each part the way it's supposed to be, you can look at their essay and you can see from the colors that they have everything in there. And if they couldn't find that sentence that was supposed to have that color, guess what? They were missing something. Mm -hmm. So it's, and they're beautiful. The kids love it. When they're done, it's this beautiful color, Hmm. you know, essay. And the self-evaluation is built right into the process. It is. It is. And they call, and many of the kids call it rainbow writing. Hmm. Oh, we're going to do some rainbow writing. That sounds like fun. Elva, do you have any final encouragements or stories that you would like to give to parents before we sign off? I do. I want to say two things. One, one of my students who came to those classes at my house and learned to be a writer now has a part-time job while she's in nursing school writing the newsletter for the engineering department of Sac State. So she has become a writer. She got scholarship money through writing. I've had other students who went to private schools who got thousands of dollars, really, of help because they entered all these contests. You know that all these companies, Pillsbury, I mean, everybody offers scholarships. But they're all writing an essay. Hmm. One other of my students actually won the only scholarship uh, for semester at sea, and she was able to take a semester where she got on a ship and went around the world. And to get that scholarship, only one was given, she had to write. So that's why I say it's successful when kids get it. Mm-hmm. So I want to say that, and, and the fun, a fun thing was um, one of my students later, after he graduated, went to college and was getting married, he invited me to his wedding, and he had a special place for me to sit. And I was wondering, what? And after they had their vows and they were pronounced men and wife and were walking up the aisle, he handed me a piece of paper. And when I opened it, it was the web. He had organized his vows into a web. <laughs> because, because organizing thoughts is the basis for all writing and speaking, It is just an excellent organizational tool. And just to tell you the truth, I have actually used that web when planning a party Hmm. and made the main ideas, the food, the (laughs) decorations, and the games, and Mm -hmm. organized it in a very visible way for me to see very quickly where I was going. And just to be clear, for anybody who's wondering why we're talking so enthusiastically about a very specific curriculum. You're not earning any money from this or anything. You just love it and you have seen it work. And so you feel very passionate about this tool that parents have access to that can help teach such a really important skill and help their kids be successful and presumably improve the parents' skills as well. Oh, I have parents who have said to me, I didn't learn how to write till my kids learned 
this method. Which is so it works. And it's one of the best sort of side benefits of homeschool is we all get re-educated ourselves as we're teaching our kids. We learn so much. Things that we might have even learned in school but forgot. Or well, Just to give a little aside to one of my parents who learned how to do this with her three boys, actually later became a tutor and became a vendor and actually made money teaching hmm. kids how to write mm-hmm. using this curriculum. Well, Elva, it has been an absolute joy to have you here today. I love all your stories and your enthusiasm and encouragement. And I hope that um, all of the parents that have been listening feel well-armed to move forward and to maybe tackle something that they've been avoiding. Well, Rebecca, I have felt privileged to be able to present this. I am so happy to help anyone with this curriculum, to go to any of the teacher groups, to any, go any group of parents who want to meet together and learn this, I can model it with your kids. If you get a group together, I just love something that works and that is so valuable to kids their whole life. When they can write and communicate well that way, it gives them such a confidence and such an avenue of success in college or in career, whatever it is. My daughter, when she went to college, had to write five essays a week. Well, it's nice to be able to feel confident that anything you're asked to write, Mm -hmm. you know how to organize and Mm -hmm. present. Well, thank you again, Elva. I will look for a reason to have you back on another podcast someday. Thank you. We are excited to be able to tell you that next year for the 22-23 school year, Write Reflections will be offered to all Sequoia Grove families as an all-access curriculum. If you are interested in looking into this curriculum further, you can always visit their website at writereflections4u.com. I will be linking to the website in our show notes. Thank you for joining us on the Sequoia Breeze I have been your host, Rebecca Lasavio. If you have any questions or ideas for us about future podcasts, please feel free to email us at podcasts at sequoiagrove.org.